What's good? Johan Francis CSCS right here. Welcome. Welcome to my show, Eagle Killer. It's here that we talk about all the moves you need to do inside the gym to help you live better when you're outside doing your thing. Those of us who stay committed to getting heavy on the grind inside the gym know that this is where we're this is where we need to be in order for us to see what limitations we have on our physical plane and overcome them. Some of us have worse habits than others. Maybe you're an addictive personality type. That's why I see a lot of you inside the gym. Because this is the place that we use to break a lot of our old habits. We see what kind of mindset limits us. The narrative that we tell ourselves when we get to a point that's almost impossible, perceivably, under physical demand. And we start to remember what the recording is. Why we decide to quit. What we tell ourselves. And it's inside the gym or wherever we lease for fitness in a given time frame. It's that area that we use to overcome and to re-record that narrative so that it's all positive, right? I'm all about spinning and countering a lot of negativity. That's why we're out here doing the thing. This is why we spend so much time getting after it inside the gym or being super physical. It's a way for us to focus our attention, to pinpoint all of that excess nervous energy and anxiety, to point it in the direction that I think is vestigial and super necessary for us as humans. Something tribal that lies within our genome that we lose by diffusion to modernity. Modernity is unconcerned with the plight of humans wanting to be stronger. Modernity tries to climb, well not all modernity, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's so pernicious and bad. But in a modern life, when is it very necessary for us to be driving home on the freeway, in the rat race, for us to also have a really tough mindset. The two often run counter to each other. Well, I think for a lot of us, that we, when we spend a lot of time inside the gym being fit, we understand that there is that need. And it's here, inside of a gym, where we confront that. And that actually helps us feel a lot better. If you ask me, it's the crux of addiction that we're not being fulfilled a lot of the time. And inside the gym is where we actually get to use that part of our genome that fucking cries for the need or longs for the need to be really calorically dense and use a lot of energy. It's when we kind of resist using it that we get pent up. And then I think we spend that energy being addicted and all this. Well, you know, speaking of of addiction and speaking of how to get active inside the gym we're going to talk about jump starting today and you know when i'm here on ego killer talking with you guys on this monologue i'll often talk as if you guys are already along on your journey or you haven't started yet but there's this area in between and it's a very important area we talked about it before we talked about trans theoretical change you could listen to that episode if you haven't already I encourage you to do it, actually. But it's like transcendental change is a model of change that everybody goes through when they're trying to get up in the gym. In fact, you fell off getting into the gym. At one point, it was really easy for you to do, and then you fell off. Like you relapsed, and you need to get back in that thing and do it. You're still 
along the continuum of what we call trans-theoretical change. And that whole model, you know what I mean? That's like, that's a model that is pretty useful. So on another episode, I talked about what the model was, but today what we're going to do is going to talk about very specific gray area within that model, within the context of that thing. All right. There's a very specific area where you have not done it yet. Getting into the gym is big fucking deal. Big, big shit. And you're still not inside the gym yet. And so you need that jump start. And what I hope for you guys today is that we re-examine not just the act of getting in the gym, but maybe we're changing direction while we're working out. Maybe we have a new program in mind. Maybe you guys have new goals, reinventing yourself, right? Well, I want to make sure that we're not skipping steps because a lot of you, a lot of us, we skip lots of steps in trying to get to the end of the goal. And it's important that we don't skip steps. When we start step skipping, that's when we will relapse a lot quicker. And by relapse, I just mean we fall off. We stop being up inside the gym and we fall off, you know, quicker than your favorite jewel wearing trap rapper did trying to jump on some kind of hype train. The point is falling off when you're inside this thing doing really active fitness stuff is not the business. And it always happens when we're skipping steps. I myself have been guilty of skipping steps. A few years back, I wanted to learn more about Ashtanga yoga. And so I started to take a couple workshops. For me personally, when I went into the workshop, I already knew that this was going to be an uphill battle for me. Now, I stayed in great shape. I was really active at the time. I was getting over a lot of my cigarette habits, which, of course, is in a long chain of other habits. And my journey along that trans-theoretical thing was to stay really active inside of this ashtanga. My body was hurting. My hips were killing me. In fact, they were preventing me from uh, competing and working out. Back pain, hip pain, all of the things. And so I'm like, yo, you know what's great for that shit? Yoga. So I start to learn. Only my body is in even more pain. I skipped a couple steps in that I probably should have spent more time practicing types of stretching in yoga. I mean, after the realization, I went back and did that and healed my body in a more like calisthenic way, more proprioceptive. I did more isometrics. I didn't rely on just one practice, a very, a very narrow type of practice. I actually applied what I knew myself to heal my body. But for me personally, I was step skipping along the way. And when I took the workshops, I was unable to do a lot of the postures that I wanted to do that other people were finding easier to do, even though they weren't probably as, you know, um, they didn't live basically in a gym, work in a gym, train every day like I was and a lot of my contemporaries were. No, no, no. But what I noticed was they were out here doing handstands and headstands. And yeah, they struggled, but I could not even get my feet past a certain point. The teacher was whack, unfortunately, in my case, and didn't know how to, like, teach progressive postures. So, no shots out to them. But 
I admit, for me, I skipped a couple steps on the way. Have you ever been in a position for you guys where you're inside the gym trying to get active, learning more about your physicality, and you just kind of felt all the fucking way off? I know I've seen that from some of you. You guys will be really excited. You're using what we're going to call activation energy. You use all that activation energy. Day one, day 21, day 41 even, still in in the groove of the things work in the business, doing that with, you know, an aplomb, with your chest out, chin up, taking on challenges. It's big. But after a while, if you skip too many steps, which is totally natural, we're humans. And this is why this change thing is hard and a continuum. If we skip steps, you end up falling off a lot easier. Here's the truth about a fall off that is probably not true for someone like uh, Soldier Boy or someone else that has been told to fall off. I'm a fan, but not only is it necessary to reevaluate when you fall off, but it's all about getting back. All right. It's being truthful about the narrative about the fall off so that you could climb back. If you do that, chances are when you look back, you didn't skip too many steps. So we're going to talk about it today. There's very common types of jump starts. Think about jump starting your old gas car, right? Right? You have your old car. Maybe it's 20 years old. Been driving it around a while. Needs a jump start. Or maybe you haven't changed the battery in your gas car versus your electric car. And it needs a jump start. So what do you do? You break out the battery pack or you find somebody that will hook you up and you hook up those cables, right? You hit the ignition switch, that turnover happens. Now you're able to go about your your day, your life. You got that jump start. Without the jump start, without that input energy, you weren't going anywhere. You literally couldn't drive your car because it wasn't jump started. So you didn't get all your errands done. You didn't get your paycheck. For the week, you weren't able to accomplish much there was no input into the system and so no output based on said energy input in other words you need to create you need energy to create and to get to that space you need to input a little energy that's a jump start and no matter how you box it jump starts can seem really sexy like say a juice cleanse or they can be really austere, like just eating breakfast in the morning. But what they are together, and I want you guys to take appreciation of this, what they are is a use of activation energy in order to get you into a space where you're using more energy to accomplish the goal. In other words, that jump start might just be the thing to get you over the hump so that you could get busy doing the thing and getting active. But we're going to take a look at a few jump starts and ways that we can use both sexy and non-sexy type jump starts and compare them. And then we're always going to look for today a way to do that more naturally so it's easier, right? Because the idea of a jump start, like think about that example, right? You jump started your car. Well, what didn't you do? You didn't replace the shit battery that you had. Your battery is still over here coughing up a lung, proverbially, right? Your battery is still on life support. All you did was put those two paddles on the thing and get it going again. 
might have disguised the downstream problem. And that's not what we want to do. We also want to make sure that the next move that we make, which when I used to jumpstart my old car back in the when I was younger in my early 20s, the uh, the AAA person would always be like, okay, so go get that fixed. I'd be like, yep, I'm on that. And I just wouldn't. I would squeeze every last electron or whatever the hell is in those. I would squeeze every last morsel of energy out of that battery until it was a rusty husk sitting inside my engine because engine block because or next to it because I wasn't I was unconcerned with actually taking as is a lot of us when we're in our twenties we think just get me over the hump. It's still sexy for us as adults to think about it. So. Here's one of the more sexy ones. It's number one. We think about jump-starting, our fitness plan, our eating, and getting from preparation into action, right? Because those are the two phases of trans-theoretical change. Action is when we're actually in the gym. It's past that, you know, 20, 30, 40-day mark where habits are supposed to foment inside of the system. And like a car system, our biology and human systems are also complex and rely on a lot of microsystems within it just like a ride just like your car right the whip requires the ignition to be cracking the alternator to turn that electricity into mechanical energy right the piston's got to be firing in a rhythm all the things that's a that's a system and so our biology us as flesh bags we have similar type reliance or synergistic reliance on all these different type systems Sometimes all we need is that jump start. Sometimes all we need is that hard slap on the back so that we can get the thing revving. And bef- and that is ostensibly going from the preparation or third stage into that fourth stage of trans-theoretical change, the action stage. All right? That's that activation energy. And I keep using that phrase because activation energy is... intrinsically inside it's that burning sensation of you getting with the business it's you looking in the mirror or taking advice from someone else and being like yeah i need to do that i have to do that when you listen to a goggins post on instagram and you're like yo i forgot i was capable of that that's that activation energy And that activation energy will get you through a lot of barriers as long as we don't skip steps. If you're out here step skipping, guess what? All the activation energy in the world, it could take you only so far. Number one, remember those New Year's resolutions you had. Maybe you don't have them. Maybe you know somebody. In fact, I guarantee you know somebody that has had them. Those New Year's resolutions are part and parcel of a jump start. What a lot of people will do with these resolutions is they'll start to claim that it, once January 1st hits, probably January 2nd, you got to make room for that hangover to subside. That thing pounding, right, on the head. Um, January 2nd is the day that we're actually going to get super duper active. And what we're going to do is X, Y, and Z. This is the lionized New Year's resolution. The idea that Simply because we have to throw out the old calendar and put up that new thing, all of a sudden our mindset's going to shift. For some reason, 
we've built up all this animus towards New Year Re- New Year's resolution, like it's some sort of like pact with the devil. And I just want to say that it isn't. New Year's resolution can actually be a very quality time to make some new changes. There's so much going on with the passage of time. And I think a lot of the time we don't we have a hard time in general sitting down and being like, yo, it's time to flip the page now or shutting this volume and going to the next one. The end of an era. Defining the end of an era and the beginning of a new one a lot of times is super difficult for us. And that's why we love to earmark birthdays or one year points as times to do that. Ideally, we want to go either by what we're doing on a trans-theoretical plane. That's something that's pretty visual, right? I could write down what I did to prepare for change and then say, what else do I need to prepare for? And then, okay, there's nothing. Time to get it into action. We should be doing that. Or we should just kind of go by our gut. Our guttural intuition is going to let us know, I've exhausted all of these preparatory phases. I bought the shoes. I got the socks, right? I got the new the leg sleeves. I'm prepared for changes in weather. Time to go run on these days. If I'm step skipping, I'm not going to do all that preparation. I'm going to leave a lot of those boxes unchecked. Well, New Year's is great because it's hard to leave a lot of boxes unchecked when you know that we're going to toss that old calendar in the dumpster. When we know that resolution is coming around the corner. We don't, like, ignore it. Oftentimes we spend, trust me, I've met a lot of you over the years. We spent a lot of time talking about November being, and the holidays. We go off the rails sometimes, and then January comes around. We've prepared. We've prepared. We know what to do <laughs> when we start drinking a lot during the holidays, when we have a lot of family and social influence on the way that we eat, when we got those family members that don't, want to mess with us when we're working out they're like again you're working out again we have all that going on we prepare ourselves for the flip of the calendar because of new year's and i think that's actually a really positive thing there's nothing take as many chances as you take as many opportunities as you can inside of our society and the society's modernity take as many of them chances opportunities to flip the page and change something staying stagnant that's akin to death right that's the cousin of death all right um pretty heavy statement there let's let's press on number two here's another jump start that you guys might have heard of any type of like cleanse or juice cleanse especially a lot of you guys will try these juice cleanses And you're hoping to literally cleanse out your system. Of what? I don't know. But a lot of these juice cleanses have both the problem and the solution built into it. All right? You have too many toxins or inflammation floating around inside your body. And so the idea is clear out all that stuff. Clear out all the debris that's sticking to the invaginations in your colon. Right? Let's clean that thing out. Go ahead, attack your toilet, and let's go 
after that five-day, three-day cleanse, your colon's nice and clear. It's ready to go into hyper-digestion where you're going to extract every mineral, every nutrient from the food that you eat from here on going forward. And the marketing, I think, is really attractive to us because I think we have maybe an affinity for eating in a way that is um, neglectful to our gut health. But what's great about a juice cleanse, what's great about a juice cleanse is, well, I've always prescribed my own for people when you have stomach distress. So if you're stressed out or you're going through something in your life or if you really have stomach cramping as of recent, maybe you have been eating like crap and you're having a hard time with bowel movements, I'll actually have my own juice cleanse. And what we do in my type of juice cleanse is we start upping how much fiber we take in. And I look for ways to incorporate more fiber into your eating. I'll talk about Um, drinking sprouts and wheat grass shots, how much fruit and juicing and smoothies we need to be taking in, how much of those smoothies need to be comprised of greens, spinach, butter, lettuce, all of these things to up our fiber status, how many seeds that we need to be mixing into our smoothies. We need to now focus on eating more salad. This is my type of cleanse. Juice cleanses that I've seen, they're kind of not geared towards that. They're more geared towards this nebulous idea of toxicity within your body right it brings to mind those people who would like who while selling their snake oil might scrub the bottom of someone's feet in a demonstration and coagulate the dirt and then pull up this mass of gelatinous bullshit and then be like hey your body was full of toxins (laughs) you know the truth is whatever toxins are inside your body we're more than capable in regular like daily life of cleaning that thing up no amount of coconut water is going to do the thing inside your body it just isn't that's not how it works ancient man did not have more access to coconut water and we're still here our bodies are quite capable of cleaning themselves up and so what a juice cleanse is really good for is helping with stomach distress so if you have that This is a way that we're not step skipping. We're actually learning not only that, but juice cleanses also on this point is they are good for meal replacements. There's different types of replacement meals that help with weight loss. Now, if we think of it as just kind of like ephemeral toxicity removal, then we're not actually going to get to the point of what a quality juice cleanse could be, which is alleviating IBS or stomach distress, which is replacing poor food habits with better ones that are more longitudinal. Those are the ideas behind a quality juice cleanse. But when we're trying to remove toxicity, how am I going to know if toxicity is gone from my body? Right? How am I going to know that? So that's one way that a jumpstart can be rearranged. All right, let's take a look at another great jumpstart. And I talked about it earlier, breakfast. Speaking of step skipping, a lot of us are breakfast skipping. And this is one thing that I want us to avoid. Breakfast skipping, we've talked about it a lot. When we skip our breakfast, we lead to binge eating throughout the rest of our day. And so what I'll tell you guys when you come in to see me is like, drink your breakfast. If at very least, because you have no time. If you wake up at 5 a.m. and you're 
on the grind at 5.30, let's say. Maybe you don't eat breakfast right away. If you know that you're going to be working until 5 again, you're still on the road by 6 p.m., right? There are those amongst you that are just like that. Of course, if you're done working by 2 and you're in bed by 7.30 or whatever, 8.30, you could probably eat breakfast that early in the morning. But by and large, my opinion, don't start eating your breakfast until you can find a time that your body is willing to accept the signals of hunger. So don't ever skip breakfast. When you skip breakfast, when you're waking up in the morning and you're really hungry and the hormones start to ramp up, when that cortisol and that adrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine, all of those things that are associated with motivation and readiness, the dopamine inside your body start to increase in natural concentrations in the morning. We want to be ready to act behaviorally based on what those hormones provide for us, right? And what happens when we skip our breakfast, when that ghrelin gets going, we start ignoring it. We start ignoring all of our hunger signals. I've seen it time and time again. It is the crux. And you can go onto the website, CoachJohanCSCS.com, where I talk about it, where I talk about those hunger hormones, where I talk about binge eating, which is something that a lot of us actually go through and do when we're having trouble keeping weight off. A lot of times when we're having trouble keeping weight off, it's because we skip breakfast quite a bit, to be honest. I don't know how many people I've talked to over the years where one of the first problems that we need to solve when we're talking about losing weight and dropping body fat has little to do with how many, like, you know, how much orzo you're eating on a daily basis. It has more to the point have to do with why are you skipping breakfast? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing the thing? Your body wants food so bad in the morning and you're just punishing it. So let's not do that. This case, a jump start like breakfast is very good for you. Last thing I wanted to talk about is just in general the idea of jump starting. Pernicious why? Because jump starting implies that you need to overuse this activation energy for positive domain, right? If you don't use your jump start, you lose the will to grind and to get better. If you don't use all the energy you have for motivational purposes now, you'll never get started. We're, ske- we're step skipping. We're step skipping if that's the case. Whether or not there is an actual day of start involved, what you need to do is remember, don't skip any steps. Literally go through your notebook, your checklist, and decide how much time you need to learn about every aspect of the new change. You want to start learning self-defense techniques, right? You want to start learning self-defense techniques. You want to start learning how to defend that. that. So you go into this, the dojo with the rubber knife, right? What do I need to wear? What do I need to... What's the mindset? How far do I have to drive? How much time do I have to spend studying when I'm not at the school? How many days a week is it? Do I have to buy new gear? What if I successfully learn this really quickly... What's my next step? It's funny, right? You, we always hear about that stupid idiom. It's not actually stupid. It's actually pretty, pretty in-depth. But we talk about it. We hear about the idea of 
analysis, paralysis by analysis, where we overanalyze the moves because we don't really want to start something. When we're talking about trans-theoretical change, when we're talking about getting over the hump, activation energy, and jump-starting, you do want to be quite analytical. Write down your goals. Make sure that those boxes need to be checked and go through and check them all off. I've seen it time and time again, right, where if we skip too many of those steps, we never actually get to the action phase. Or when we dive into the action phase, we never can last there too long. I told you guys about one of my friends, the guy who was doing all the pull-ups in the world. And, man, he was good at doing those pull-ups. And, man, he was good at that boxing and that basketball. He was hooping. He was doing his thing really easily. It all came real easy for him, right? came real easy for him to walk around with just the inexplicable tank top. But when it came to actually do that work for long periods of time, he jumped right off the scene as quickly as possible. No hate. No hate. But that's just to illustrate that you can be exceptionally good naturally at stuff, skip those steps, and wind up being washed all the way out of the scene. So... I don't want that for you guys. What I want for you guys is to continue making moves, moves that build on other moves until you're just until you're just moving, literally and figuratively. Thanks for joining me. Let me know how it goes. CoachJohanCSCS.com. Fill out the form at the bottom. Apple Podcasts. And shout this one out when you see it. Go on to YouTube if you're hearing the audio version. And you can see more of these and other advice there. Until the next one, stay all the way up.